Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig, joined as always by Jeff. And today we have a mailbag episode for you. We got a bunch of questions from you guys on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, kind of all over the place. Got a very good variety of questions. We have some dynasty questions. I know some rookie questions, keeper questions, strategy questions. Basically covers everything here. So we'll go through all of those questions for you on the show. In the meantime, make sure you check us out on Twitter. We're at the FF Profit. Instagram is Fantasy Football Profit. Check out the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. Send us an email, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Basically any of those spots. Next time we do a mailbag show, we'll get your questions there. So, Jeff, how about we just get right into it? Bunch of questions here. I've read most of them. You kind of are almost in the dark here a little bit, so we get a little on the top, you know, just off the top of the head here. See what you think. Chris P. asked, will Brandon Marshall hurt Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you think it's a wide receiver 1A, 1B situation in New York now? What are you thinking? Do you think Marshall hurts Beckham's value? Uh, to start with, I don't think it's a 1A, 1B type situation yeah, I, at all. I, I think it's a clear-cut situation. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be number one. I have no worries about him whatsoever. Um, Sterling Shepard was a, a very good wide receiver, too, last year. You know, he's very quiet. He had eight touchdowns, about what, seven, 800 yards. Um, so, obviously, there's, there's room to grow there. Uh, I think Odell is, you know, one of the best talents out there. I think if anything, the only thing that can hurt him would be that they could put double coverage on him all the time and really kind of uh, make sure that their defense is tailored just to stop him. And I think it actually helps with Marshall on the other yeah. side because they can't do that necessarily. So I, I don't. I, I think it actually helps. I think you'll see probably similar numbers because he, he puts up very, very large numbers. It's hard to kind of you know increase those. But yeah, I, absolutely. I think 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. I don't see any reason he wouldn't reach that. Yeah, what about I, you? I, I don't think Marshall's going to hurt him at all. I really, If anything, I think it helps him. I've seen this a lot, though. People think that Marshall's going to come in there and take away from him. But you're not going to take away. If, if you have Beckham now not having to be the, the focus of the defense, how is he not going to be better? He's going to get open. Eli's going to find him. And Marshall, I mean, everyone's just expecting him to bounce back, and they think it's just what the Jets were, why he was so bad. But he's 33 years old. You don't have a lot of receivers when they're 33 that just, you know, all of a sudden pick up an extra 20, 30 catches from the year before. He, I think he's going to improve, Marshall will, but he's not He's not the same as Beckham right now. He's He won't be that. It's still Beckham's team. He's still, Beckham's what? We have him both in our top four. He's the top four receiver. And I would draft him that way and not hesitate whatsoever. Not at all. Marshall, I, I like Marshall. He's fine as a... I still wouldn't want him as my wide receiver, too, though. No, depending on where he goes, I, th- yeah. I think he's going to be a little more up and down this year. And you'll, his touchdown production is kind of all over yeah. throughout his career. And, and his yardage is usually extremely solid. He's, he's always a 1,000-yard um, receiver, uh, usually more than that, usually twelve to 1,300 yards. But 2014 and then last year, both, you know, he missed a, a game or two. But both were very disappointing. And I, I think it's just showing he's kind of – kind of slowly stepping away from that. Yep. So I think wide receiver two on that type of offense is exactly where he should be. I think it helps both of them. I think they're both relevant. I think as a wide receiver one, he would have really struggled. And Marshall has been, every time he comes to a new team, he has that first season where he really yeah, does really well. So let's see, at 33 years old, can he still do it? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, Sterling Shepard caught eight, eight touchdowns. I don't see any reason he couldn't, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be taken away from Odell yep. Beckham. All right, next question we got here. This is from I don't like usernames on Reddit. It's kind of another thing about more players in a situation, and will it hurt the guy? It says, will the target hog, Mike Evans, still be a wide receiver one with all of Tampa's new weapons? And, Jeff, we know your answer to that. Yeah, absolutely. A wide receiver ranks had Mike Evans number one. So will Deshaun Jackson, O.J. Howard – you, they're not going to cut into his work. No, not at all. Too much. I, I think Deshaun Jackson could help him out for the same reason mm-hmm. that we just talked about. Um, I think he kind of takes the top off the defense a little bit. Um, he's a good veteran wide receiver, but he's not going to be up there for the bulk of the receiving yards. O.J. Howard is a rookie. We still haven't seen what he can do. I think he's a, a great talent, um, You know, future really good tight end, but usually they don't come on that strong. Um, and, and to be honest, their running game, to begin with, could be a little shaky. Yep. So I think there's going to be uh, more than enough to go around. I think Mike Evans is going to really, really do well this year once again. Yeah, I do. And I, again, we're similar on these. But Deshaun Jackson will help him. I don't. He's Deshaun Jackson has never been a guy that's going to take targets, too many targets. He gets you know four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Evans is going to go all the targets. OJ Howard's probably going to be decent, but he's still a rookie and he's a rookie tight end. Rookie tight ends. We've talked about this too. They don't usually have just a breakout seasons right away. It takes a bit. So I don't see it. I, if anything, it's just going to help Evans. Winston should be better another year in the league. He, I mean, you obviously rank him number one. You think he's going to be yeah, there. I, I have no and, no doubt whatsoever. No, and I'm not worried about getting more players on these teams when there's an elite talent player. Like when Evans, Beckham, when you have that kind of talent, doesn't matter if you throw another guy on the team. No. They're still the best for a reason. It's consistency, too. I mean, yeah. you, you target those guys a ton because yep. you know what they can do with the ball. And you yeah. see it all the time. I mean, same thing with Julio. Look how many people he has on that team, and he still does it. And and Jordy, Nelson, and, I mean, you know, even Antonio Brown. These high-octane offenses actually yeah. help these oh, guys. Yeah. yeah, just, I mean, why not? The more chances that this is going to be better. All right, here we go. Got a couple keeper questions for you. Mfix seventy seven asks, you get two, you keep two keepers. They all cost the same. Okay. Got Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, T. Y. Hilton, and Carlos Hyde. This is an interesting one. I right off the bat, I kind of throw Hyde to the side here in this one, just because. I mean, we've heard some of this news out of the you know, the OTAs. I don't take that stuff too seriously, but it's never good when you're having bad news. I don't take the good news seriously at all. Bad news. You know, when you hear these rumblings, there's usually a reason. This isn't the first time we heard stuff about Hyde, so let's throw him to the side. Especially with keepers, you want to make sure that you're going to get your return on value. Yep. So it basically comes down to Rodgers, Hilton, and Lynch. What are you thinking here? I I was going to say, I know what I would do. Um, It it kills me because I think Rodgers is incredibly (laughs) – we all know how much everyone loves Rodgers. But in this situation – and I guess I take it as well. If if he's keeping two people, I assume everyone has the same option. I, I feel like you have to keep Lynch because I feel like if other people are keeping uh, running backs, that is going to dwindle very, very quickly. So I think you need Lynch, and I think you have to take Hilton. Um, I, I think both of those guys are top 10 running back, top 10 wide receiver, and um, and then you, you can make up for quarterback later. Yep. I think that would be the smartest way to go, but I can I could understand if – they threw uh, <laughs> that to the side and tried to keep Rodgers, but I think the smart play would be Lynch and Hilton. Right, what about I'm, you? I'm keeping Hilton for sure here. And this, then I go between Rodgers and Lynch. And I, I would want to say, I would actually want to lean towards Rodgers here. But 
I'm, I'm taking this question, you know, thinking about, he says all of them cost the same. So that makes me think if everybody costs the same, there's no, you know, no first round tag on them or whatever, all the running backs are going to be kept. So if you throw Lynch back out there, he all of a sudden probably becomes a first round guy. It easily, he's without a doubt a top five running back out there, I would say for sure. Because there's no way these other guys ahead of him aren't kept. So if this was different, you know, where it wasn't going to have all the top guys kept, I would probably say Rodgers. Because I'm not sold yet on Lynch. I don't trust it completely. But because of this situation, I think you have to go Lynch. Just because, yeah, all the running backs are going to be kept. But for some reason, if you don't think they're going to be, if you know your league a little better and you think, all right, there's going to be a lot of running backs on the board, I would think I would lean Rodgers in that situation, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. So you have to just kind of look at the teams, what's going to be out there. Think about it that way, and I think you have to go Lynch. As much as I want to say Rodgers, yeah, I really I, do. It's just, just there's going to be no running backs in this league available, it looks like. Yeah, and running backs are tough to come by anyway. Yeah. So, And Lynch is what? Yeah, Brown – you know, at least he's a top twenty for sure in every league. So yeah. basically, everybody ahead of him is going to be kept. I just think that's the way you have to do it. As much, I really want to keep Rogers there. I just I know I love I love Rogers too, but I, I I think you could really put yourself in a hole if you don't have a, yep. a running back coming out of that. All right, Broda fourteen. Another keeper question. This is a PPR league. You get to keep two players. It's uh, just standard um, lineups: one quarterback, two receiver, two running back, tight end, and a flex. You get to pick two, and they actually do have a round value on them. So Terrell Pryor, 15th round. Tyreek Hill, 15th round. Pierre Garçon, 14th round. LaShawn McCoy, round two, which would be, looks like, 14th pick overall in the draft. Paul Perkins, 15th round. Martavis Bryant, 15th round. Mm. For me, right away, Terrell Pryor, round 15, as a lock. I'm going to keep Pryor, without a doubt. That's just what I'm going to do. Now, what do you do here? He also wrote down here that... It looks like um, David Johnson, J.J., Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon will most likely all be kept. So that could mean Zeke could be out there yet. Le'Veon Bell could be out there yet. McCoy could be out there yet. So there's still some running backs. Or McCoy, he had to put him. But, you know, there's still some running backs, at least two ahead of McCoy in our ranks, it looks like. So McCoy would probably be the third running back if he was left out there. What are you thinking? Do you have to keep McCoy? You have to keep that running back. Fourteenth pick, he would he would go before the fourteenth yeah. pick. Right? Oh, without a doubt. I I have to agree with you on Terrell Pryor. I, I think he is a lock in that situation right now. Yep. And I love all the values for those guys down there. I, I'm a huge uh, Martavis Bryant fan. Yep. I I really I really wanted to say him, but I, I think you have to go McCoy. He's a he is a top five running mm-hmm. back. Um, and you're spending only a second-round pick on him, mm-hmm. you would have to get him in the first round, usually. Um, I, I don't see any way around that one. So you're actually getting value on him on top of that, and you're making sure that you have yeah. one solid running back. Um, yeah, I would absolutely. Terrell Pryor and and McCoy. What, would you lean that same way? I'm thinking so, because I've always... I'm going to go to a draft like that. I need to have a top-five running back. I, you come out with the draft the top of running back. I think you need to do that. And if you don't think you can get one unless you keep McCoy, you have to keep McCoy, I feel like. If you're in a situation where you know for sure, I don't know what his first-round draft pick would be, but if you can come out of the draft knowing, okay, I'm going to have Le'Veon Bell or I'm going to have Ezekiel Elliott, okay, maybe then I might think a little bit more of you know, dropping. See, I'm not sold, I'm not sold enough on Bryant myself. Even though I just 50th round, that's it's great. But yeah. McCoy, I just like having a sure thing of talent on my team. In round two, if you got McCoy, if you drafted McCoy in the 14th pick overall, you'd be extremely happy with that. 
yeah. So I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I think it is McCoy. It's McCoy and Pryor. It has to be. I mean, it's not Garcon. No, and Tyree yeah. Kill is fine, no. but I just think you look at those round values sometimes. But I think you really want to get. Yeah, I think I think you have to, and especially talent. when you look at the way that the roster is set up. When you only have yep. two and two, yep. you can definitely find wide receiver value yep. somewhere else. Um, running back is going to be very difficult to come by, and yep. if you're only playing that many players. Once yeah. again, and it is, I mean, yeah, especially if you're not in a spot in the first round to get one of those top guys, you have to have McCoy. Yeah, you have to. You have to come out of that. You don't want to have, you know, and, and Todd Gurley I mean, as your number one. Yeah, it's great too that you are getting value on him. Like because yeah. if if you had to take him in the first round, I would. I still might say, hey, you have to take him. But yep. this time you're actually going to get a pick, and then you know, and then your McCoy pick is taken, and then you have all these other guys you can get, and you're already locked down Terrell Pryor, which should go way above that. Yeah. So I think both situ. I think that's the best situation you could be in. All right, Chris P has another question. Thoughts on the Crowell hype right now? Oh, that's a good question. It, I've been a Crowell fan. We both had him ranked decently high. Yeah, I, think, I thought. I, I think thought our first high. our first mock drafts. I think we're thirteenth and fourteenth. Consensus now, Crowell is fourteenth. Okay. So yeah, he is inching up there a little bit, but I think he might get even a little bit higher by the it time. Worries me. I I don't like that. I liked Crowell as good value more towards like the 20th i want him to be ranked consensus wise around 20th and then i can snag him there because that's what i I, I, it worries me a bit it really does but then again i'm looking at this consensus ranks and look at the ranks after crowell if he's around 13 14th there isn't anybody built high that that i am even even close to as you know high on as crowell so i like crowell a a lot as your second running back and man I, I just hope he doesn't inch up further. Like on these ranks, he's below Hyde, he's below Miller yet, which I still I would I could see him he could somehow get ahead of those guys if the hype keeps building here. And I, I didn't see this coming, honestly. I thought Crowell was gonna be an under the radar guy and kinda sit back and I'd be able to snag him again like last year, but it's not happening. I did too. I thought because of you know, he was on Cleveland, I just thought yeah. people would pay him no mind. And, you know, being in a top twenty running back is nothing to sneer at, but no. I, I think the hype is kind of real. I, I could get behind the reasons why people want to put him up higher and higher. Yep. If someone put him up at uh, you know a nine ten, I wouldn't even be shocked by that. That doesn't surprise me that much. He has been putting up good numbers. Duke Johnson hasn't really taken away well, stuff. And, and, yeah, and even Duke Johnson, he's a different player. He's going to be yeah, exactly. he's, he's going to get his, but it's going to be different. Kowal's still going to get the I mean, main work. And I'm definitely not sold on the pass game, so you're going to have mm-hmm. to run a lot. I mean, it, pretty much everything in that system is pointing towards yeah. he's going to get every opportunity. No. So I I absolutely can get behind the hype, um, and that's the only bad thing. Me and Craig, I don't like the hype because I no, wanted him. <laughs> me and Craig both, we're, we're huge value guys. We're looking for where we yeah. can pick, you know, the diamonds out of the rough in order to improve our roster, and when you have to take him as a as a RB one, um, you know it handcuffs you a bit. So because yeah, you want to get good value at that second running back spot, and I think he's I think he's that. But which leads into my next question here: Fantasy Zombie Seventeen asks, who are good mid round running backs to target besides Frank Gore? And Isaiah Crowell, which we've talked about both of these guys, <laughs> I know. as oh, just you, good value. You're cutting you know, my legs out from under Frank me. Gore is a good value late because he completely people forget not forget about Gore, but just don't think he's going to be. Yeah, great, which always, he's not. He's going to be solid. But yeah, I like those two guys. So obviously can't pick them. Who is a player you like to get in the mid round? So you know, more of a running back two, maybe even a running back three. But what, what do you think? This is a tough list because yeah. 
honestly, a lot of these guys, they don't just jump out at me right now. There's there's question marks behind a lot of them. And so many of just, them. Who, so who would be okay, your guy? I who got, would you pick? I have, I have a couple. Um, and obviously this is up for change, yep. uh, depending on who you yep. see. Because a lot of these guys um, are could be absolutely um, turned into a 50-50 type running back you know they could lose their jobs to rookies coming in but I think the guys you know and I'm not predicting injury it's really tough to do that so I'm not going to do that but um I think Tevin Coleman is a safe bet yep. even as a backup to Freeman he gets a lot of touches he is incredibly good uh, I like Tevin Coleman a lot you can get him in the mid rounds and um uh, Amir Abdullah I think because he's coming off injury I think he's clearly the best runner on that Detroit team um, I think as long as he stays healthy, he will put up a uh, decent production. Yeah. And I think he might get way more carries than even people are assuming he's going to. I think he could get the kind of bulk that could really shoot him up into the top 20, possibly. Um, and then on, and then um, one more guy that I, I really do like. Um, he's in a iffier situation than the other two, but I still like Bilal Powell. I think Forte is aging out a bit. I think Bilal Powell is going to be able to get bulk and I think he's just to be honest a more talented runner at the moment and Jets are kind of in flux I think they'll have to run the ball so I think um, not that I want him to be a running back two by any means or anything like that but I think he would be nice that you could see if he develops into that running back three that flex position I think he has that talent <clears throat> when I'm looking here I actually I, I like Eddie Lacy and all, everyone likes to joke about Eddie Lacy and no yeah. no one's a big Eddie Lacy fan but where he's right now, he's in that round 20th range. I think, I really do think he's going to get the majority of the carries there with Seattle. It just seems like that's what it's going to be. And if he can even be 75% of what Lynch was when they were doing, you know, I think he could be very, very good. I worry about that offensive line isn't very good. Yeah. They haven't been. That's my worry with it. But, I mean, he was good in Green Bay, really, for his first two seasons. He was kind of, he was a top 10 running back both years. That oh, 2015, he kind of fell off a little bit, but it wasn't even. It was just injury, and you know, obviously, probably some weight issues. Yet last year, he was having a good season, like at least you know yards per carry wise. He wasn't getting touchdowns, but that's Green Bay's offense. You know, they don't need to run the ball in the you know in the goal line all the time. I just feel like he's going to have just you know a resurgence this year. He's, I think he's going to be in good shape. Obviously, he has these weight goals to hit. He wants to make a good impression, obviously, because if he doesn't this year. I think he's done. He's done. This is yeah. a, you know, this is like a one-year deal. If he doesn't doesn't do it this year, he, I mean, he could very well be out of the league if he comes in here and does nothing this year. So I'm sold. I, I'm not sold on it, but I really like Eddie Lacy. If I can get him, he's around that 20 range. So if you can get him as your third running back, you are going to be in great shape. But I wouldn't mind him as my second running back. I'm fine with it. I think he's going to get enough of the work. I'm going to see if there's anybody else other than that. Honestly, not many people really stand out for me. I like Garrett Blunt because he's down there in the ranks yet, but you don't know it's it's you don't know his situation either. I think he's going to get the majority of the work because he's really what going to have to beat out Smallwood. That's it. Sproles is there, but what's you know Sproles is a different player. Blunt should get a lot of the work, so I like him too. But Eddie Lacy's my guy. I like and that. I'm kind of targeting I, him. Actually, the other there's one more guy, and he shouldn't be this low. But the only reason he is is because he's suspended. But yeah. we have to say Doug Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if you can get him later on and, and just kind of wait out the first couple weeks, yep. I think you'll be in good shape. So I think so I think those are some good. I really do, and I I, I like uh, your pick as well. Of 
of uh, Fat Eddie Lacy. I do <laughs> yes, worry, I do worry about the other guys um, a little bit cutting into it, but I think Procise will only be a guy that really a third down yeah. back catching it. And I think Rawls is fun too, but I think there's enough work for all of them. So. I think so. All right, Silly Burrito asks if David Johnson, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, and Ezekiel Elliott are gone, who would be the fourth best running back to take in standard scoring? My ranks have I have McCoy there, so it's going to be McCoy I, I, for I me. I do too. It in yeah, it's still McCoy. Yeah, there's some concern that age and injury but at this point it's still McCoy the other guys behind him you know Gordon they're just McCoy's still better at this at this mm-hmm. point yeah we might be wrong on that but I'm gonna pick McCoy as the fourth running back and really not even think twice about it so that's where I'm going there all right Walsh JA6 asks QB seems like a deep position worth going after top tier or get skill guys with early picks and stream quarterback and we kind of when we did our mock, we went over this a little bit. And we don't like getting. I don't like getting quarterback early. You don't like getting quarterback early. But Aaron Rodgers was there, and we picked him in the third. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers is it for me. In an auction, I'm still not going to don't break the bank for him, and don't pick him earlier than the third in a snake draft. But that's it. Honestly, I'm not Breeze, Luck, Ryan, Brady. I'm I'm not going after him. They're going to be too much for me. Rogers at about it, and in an auction, I'm not going higher than about twenty some dollars, like twenty dollars. Honestly, I like to go. There's a lot of good quarterbacks late. That's we we saw that. There's so many guys yeah. late, so that's where I'm going to go with that. And a ton of guys to stream. I I think streaming is almost easier than ever. You have a lot of data now. You can look at to see who does well where. We talk about Roethlisberger all the time. If he's out, he got a home game, put him in. For yep. the love of God, he'll throw four touchdowns. Um, so. I think there's a, a ton of ways you can go, and I think it's very, very important to get those guys you truly believe in that you're going to be able to play week in, week out at the skill positions. Um, definitely running back, as you've seen with all these questions, yeah. is the most important one to lock down early. So absolutely. I, if you can, like you said, in a snake draft, you're able to pick one like an Aaron Rodgers up in the third. I have no problem with that. I think that's great. In auction, um, if you want to budget around that, if you truly believe in one of these guys, um, that's okay too. But don't do it at the expense of a top running back or a top receiver. Yep. And actually, since our you know we did our quarterback ranking episode a little while back, the consensus has changed a little bit. James Winston's up to seven and those kind of guys. But um, what I'm looking at here, if you can wait on a quarterback. Derek Carr, Phillip Rivers, Matthew Stafford are 13, 14, 15 in these ranks. And I love every and, single one. And that's a that's a backup quarterback in these ranks. And I like all, I like all three of those guys. I'd probably go Carr, Rivers, Stafford in that order. And yeah, I, would too. I think that's how I ranked them. That's great. If you can get those guys, if they're really going to be around 13, 14, 15th quarterback, I mean, even Roethlisberger is 11th quarterback right now. That's If you're in a 10 team <laughs> league, it's a backup. So you're going to be able to get these guys late and – so if you can't get if you don't get Rodgers, don't reach for him. It, I'm fine with all these guys yeah. down here. And and to be honest too, I mean in a lot of these situations, those top five are going to go, and they'll you know in auction they'll go for a, a decent amount of money, and in snake they'll go early. But there's those you know six through ten that are still technically starting quarterbacks. There's a lot of very interesting guys there that you can wait on. I mean I, I really like Kirk Cousins, um, like you said. I mean Roethlisberger fell out. I think there's a ton of opportunity in there. Yep. I definitely agree with that. All right, now we got full dynasty questions and rookie questions here in a row. So first one is from MFIC77. He asked, all right, it's a dynasty league rookie draft. He has the number two pick. He's gonna. He's assuming Fournette is gone, which should be, I would think. Who do you pick second? 
And this Ooh. is actually interesting. Yeah, that's a very good question. And I think I know what the consensus would be ranks-wise and what people would lean towards. And it's been Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, I've seen in the ranks number two. But honestly, I'm not going Corey Davis. I think I'm going McCaffrey. I just like the, I, I like to still, even in a dynasty, I like to lean running back. And McCaffrey seems different. As he, I don't know what he's going to be. But after Fournette, I'm not 100% sold on Corey Davis for sure. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, don't know what their situation is. I like McCaffrey, so I think I'm going to go him number two. But what would you do here, Jeff? Um, this one is, uh, I think, <laughs> if, if I was just answering it blindly, I would agree with you. I think I would go McCaffrey as well. It's a dynasty, it, it, though. So yeah, I see, it depends on it depends on how right, your yeah. yeah it depends on how your team is already set up. Yep. If you're if you need the guy to produce right away, um, if you can wait on him, uh, I think different guys jump up to me. So you know, if you're weak at wide receiver, you have Corey Davis and you have Mike Williams sitting right there. Both of them great. Corey Davis will probably produce a little more early. Mike Davis or Mike Williams has uh, you know possibly a higher ceiling because of the offense he's already in. And Delvin Cook, if he didn't have such a you know a crappy line, he would be in the consideration as well. But I, I think the safest one to go for that will give you everything right away, which you can play him this year. He has an opportunity to become very, very good, and he fills a running back need that is tough to come by nowadays is Chris McCaffrey. So I would I would lean that way as well. Yeah, because even, I mean, receivers, yeah, you they have better longevity in dynasty leagues and stuff, but running backs are hard to come by. Receivers... Yeah aren't as difficult to come by. Even like our dynasty league we're in, I was able to pick up off the waivers prior last year, Crowder, you know, those like just those two guys alone are fine. They're not like, you know, going to be amazing, but they're good. You can't get those running backs like that off the waivers no. usually. But if you are, if you are set at running back for some yeah, reason, you have say you have two with. really young ones. Yep. I, I love, I really do love Corey Davis and I really, really like Mike Williams as well. I would go both of those guys first before you looked at anyone else. Yep. All right, another dynasty question. This one's from Walsh J. A. What pick in the rookie leftover free agent draft would you give up to keep or to give up for Peterson? You get to keep eighteen players per team, but what pick? So what? What like so? What round would you trade? Up, what round would you trade your your rookie draft pick for Peterson? As such, not my <laughs> first rounder. Not doing that. Man, this is it's interesting to think about because. Hold actually, on, are you are you trading AP or are you getting him? I would say if I um, what pick would you would what I to get Peterson? Oh, what pick would you give up? What, honestly, I like enough players in the second round where I'm not even gonna give up a second round right now for Peterson. I would give up my third round pick. Yeah, that's for Peterson. that'd be a no brainer for me. Third for round for sure. But I don't. It, it all depends, I guess, where in that second round I'm picking. That top end of the, the second round, there are a lot of running backs I like. There could be. Samaje P. Ryan could be there. Kareem Hunt, I don't know if he'll last that long, but he could. There, there's a, you know, some of those other running backs. There's all, they're all over the place. What about um, what Joe Williams? You know, Jamal Williams. There's two, you know, from Green Bay and San Francisco. There, those guys could be decent. There's, I mean, the, the tight ends could be there. O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, Najoku. Yeah, there's there is a lot I of like talent. That. It, that's at the top end. Of the, if you're like this is like the back at like last pick or two in the second round. Yeah, I might think about it. Third for sure. But if you're in the probably the top five picks of that for, for second round, I don't think I'm trading that for Peterson. Because he might have one year. I don't I don't know what his situation is going to be. And that's too risky. Yeah. I don't think he's good enough in a situation to really make a difference for you right now, honestly. So, uh, 
I don't know because I think I still I actually I, I still do think that he is definitely going to be worth having on your team. Yep. I think you're going to be able to play him a lot. Um, he's not going to be that running back one, but he could easily be a, a number two or a flex, and you can play him a lot. Um, I, I, I guess it would go to me if I needed to win. If I yeah. was built to win this year, yep. I would trade. Um, I would trade like the. I don't know what that would technically be, but 16th pick on. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, so, no yeah, no brainer. Yeah. I think I might even creep into, like, say, 13. Um, but I, I would definitely wouldn't give up uh, 12 or above because I think you, you can get too much value. Yeah. What about even a guy like, okay, I don't know where it's going to land in the second round, but mm-hmm. would you rather have for future, would you rather have Deontay Foreman or Peterson? For future, I would obviously right? I would so rather again, have Deontay. So, but at the same time, if I'm built to win now, but do you think Peterson can? I mean, he could. I guess there's always a possibility. I just don't think. It's I mean, do enough. you do you think that AP is not going to produce at all this year? I think he's going to produce. I just don't know if he's. A, I like having. There's been a lot of good second round draft picks the last few years in rookie drafts. I've seen David Johnson as a second rounder in a lot of drafts. JHI was a second rounder. So those are those, true, those guys are there. As many as those have yeah, come, there's true. been five times of that's them true. that have I also drafted everything. Kevin White in the first. Exactly. So yeah. There was, yeah. So I get you. It just it depends on it really depends on your team makeup and what you need. It does. I, I think it would be safe to say that uh if you if you don't need AP by any means or if you're not if you don't have to win immediately, um probably somewhere in the third round. Yep. All right. Chris P has another question for us. He asked, which rookie do you guys think will break out? And, I mean, obviously, I'm going to probably skip over those top guys. Fournette, McCaffrey, I think they're all going to be good. So I'm going to go down the list a little bit. Okay. And I talked about it in the draft episode right away. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, I really like the situation he's in. I'm Robert Kelly was fine, but he's also an undrafted free agent. He wasn't – he's nothing amazing about the guy, nothing special about him. He was just – he was fine, good player. But I think P. Ryan can take over that job and – I think that could be a good offense for him. So P. Ryan's the guy I really think is going to break out. I really like that pick. Um, mine, we just talked about him, but I'm a big fan of Deontay Foreman. Yep. I think he's a great back, a big back, and I think Lamar Miller um, would be helped out if they took away uh, the you know the large workhorse kind of role that they had him in last year. I don't think he's a perfect fit for that. I think yep. he would do better without it. So I, I think he is very, very interesting. And um, I like him too, and I even like better of where people are ranking right now in these rookie drafts because I can get him in the second round, and I, I really like that. All right, some more rookie questions. I don't like usernames. Asked, will Joe Mixon take over the Bengal backfield? Do you think he's going to take over the role completely I, from, from Hill? Dude, every single person seems like they're they're saying yes, and I'm not sold on it. I, I might be the only hater left on this guy. But he has two talented backs that have, yes, have disappointed in, in mm-hmm. recent years. But there's a lot going on back there. And Hill is not completely useless. Um, you know, Giovanni Bernard is still going to be a third down back. I, I think he's sandwiched in between people. And I, I think that he's not going – I think it's going to be just a cluster for this year. So I don't think he's going to take over it by any any mm-hmm. means. Um, I think he has the best chance of coming out as the lead back by the by midseason by the end, um, just because they've been they've seen what Hill and you know and Giovanni Bernard can do. But I would say no. I, I would say no. Honestly, I didn't at first think that either. But the more I really think about the situation, I've never been a Jeremy Hill guy. I I've gone over this before. I'm just not a big Jeremy Hill guy, and it just feels like I mean, there's a reason they got Mixon where they did. 
and Mixon, I mean, all the question marks before the draft, yeah. if you're right. actually going to just take a stand and draft him that early, I think there's a reason you did it. And, yeah, at first I would have said more of a 50-50 workload. I don't think it's going to be that. I think Mixon's going to get quite a bit of the work. If he if he shows he can play right away, I think it's his job. If Obviously, if he come, does, comes in and can't do anything, it's not going to be that way. But I don't see that happening. I think Mixon I, – I didn't think I was going to be, you know – thinking this way but i am i think mixon is going to be a solid it could be a solid running back too in the rankings wise he's up to 17th now in yeah, consensus I, he, jeremy hill's 44th in consensus like everyone it is oh, really I'm, like oh there it is really leaning that way i don't know if it, that seems like a huge drop but i mean hill what after his rookie year what has he done he, he gets some touchdowns but well i mean that's i mean i think still, that's that's his dangerous thing he but could is he be, still going to be that guy he could still be an insane vulture yeah see that's that's where the thing could so be. if if he i mean that's what i'm talking with the yep. sandwich thing yep. if he gets if he gets a large portion yep. of the touchdowns and giovanni bernard gets all the receiving yards joe mixon is going to be what tearing up the middle of the field yep. so getting a ton of carries but mm-hmm. you know so he could be kind of stuck in you know fantasy purgatory for a while yeah yeah, I can, it's it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to be Mixon's going to get the majority of the work, yeah. though. And this is also assuming that he doesn't get hurt or do something stupid off the field. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's a whole different. We'll thing. We'll see that. Uh, I don't like usernames. That's another question. He's like, who is the most likely rookie tight end to succeed? Ooh, I'm going to go with Howard. I think the talent's there, and I like Jameis. I like the offense. I, I mean, you could go. Yeah, OJ Howard. I think I really think I'm not going to. Think about it too much. O.J. Howard is on a good team. Yeah, Cameron Braid's there, so he might not be the only tight end there, but I think he has a pretty good shot. Um, I, I like O.J. Howard, but at the same time, I actually see it a little bit differently. I think the the guy that has best chance of being fantasy relevant this year for a rookie is Njoku, and he's on a Cleveland team that yeah. needs receiving, and he is a insanely athletic guy, and I think I've said it in other podcasts as well, but I, I do think that they're – they're going to kind of forgive him for maybe not being able to be up to snuff with the blocking and everything. And I think they're going to use him more as a just a, a freak wide receiver that they can line up in the slot, line up all over the place, and get mis, mis, mismatches. And I think they're going to try to work him into the system quickly because he's going to be one of their best receiving options behind Corey Coleman. So I, I, I think he... I don't know about the consistency. I think O.J. Howard might be better game to game. But I think Najoku will have some big games. And I think... I think he has a, a chance to kind of break out. I wouldn't mm-hmm. bank on that by any means. I'm not going to go out and and uh, pay anything for him. But if he fell to me, I'd be very interested to stash him and see what happens. Yeah, I can I can see either way. And I, I don't see Ingram being the guy to break out necessarily. With no, the, not the Giants. Yet. No, I think ends. there's a. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it's, it it's one of those two. Not I, yet. It, yeah, and I don't even know if any of them will really break out, but. Yeah, I mean, Howard, but, I think, has that best chance. And as we really talked about, yeah. rookie tight ends have a very tough time. But I, I I think those two guys, I haven't seen two rookie tight ends in kind of positions where they could be nope. fantasy relevant so quickly. All right, I got, I'm going to put these two questions together because they're kind of kind of can be similar here. Jackson Stevenson 99 asks, do you think there is a chance Jay Ajayi is a bust? And then Fantasy Zombie 17 asks, who among the top 20 has the most bust potential? So is that Jay Ajayi? But... Or do you think do you are you even worried about JJ? Are you worried about him at all? And then if you're not, who in that top twenty, consensus wise right now, do you think can be the guy that could bust? Uh, I mean, for only seeing one year production, yeah, you know that does worry me a bit. Yeah, uh, on a Miami team that seems kind of all over the place, 
he, I, I just feel like he's going to get so many carries. I feel yeah. like there's no one backing him up. He obviously he had such a wonderful you know rookie campaign. I have a hard time believing that he's going to just completely shit the bed and and be non-existent or do something so terrible that you know he's going to get supplanted by someone else in the backfield. I, I have a hard time believing that. But at the same time, you know, like I said, one year. Yeah, mm-hmm. how many times have we seen that? I mean, we even saw it with Gurley a bit. I mean, and I don't, yeah. think, I don't think, and you don't have to be non-talented in order to be a bust either, because Gurley yep. is talented, yep. and he was on, you know, a crappy team, and and his fantasy year didn't turn out. Yep. What, what do you think? Do you think that there's danger? Uh, there's maybe maybe out of the top ten running backs, he's the one who could be most likely to. I guess I don't know. It, to me. I'm not too worried about it, honestly. He had three 200-yard games. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, he had something. I think the, the worry comes is the games in between the 200-yard games. He had it wasn't maybe overly impressive, but you don't just run. I mean, you can get one 200-yard game, three of them. I mean, there's some talent there, and he. I mean, we knew he was talented coming out of the draft. You know, a couple years ago, it just was he gonna really show it on the field, and he finally did. Honestly, and then the bus potential here. If you have to actually have a player that could have the bus potential. I think it's still going to be girly for me just because there's that chance that that season last year happens again. And it's maybe even worse. Cause I mean, how much better have the Rams really gotten? I mean, are they going to be, what have they done? They basically replaced what Robert Woods or you got Robert Woods for Brit kind of a thing. And I mean, I don't know. It's not even like he's going to be necessarily a huge bust. It just could be, I think people are drafting top 10 thinking, okay, he's going to increase. He might not at all. He might just drop down. There really isn't in the top 20 a guy I'm terribly concerned with. Maybe DeMarco Murray, and that's not even talent or anything else. It just could be injury. And that's a, it, and it just because all the workload he's had. And I don't even – and Derrick Henry could eat into some of the work. And that might be why he busts, I guess. But honestly, other than that, I don't, I'm not really concerned with a lot of these guys. I think I would probably rank it. Gurley, probably Gurley, Ajay, Murray. Those would be my three. Michael Thomas, you'd think, I mean, he's only did it one year, but eh, he was so good in that offense. Yeah, and he was number he's number one now. I mean, if if maybe yeah. Cooks was still there, you could say that hey, he's gonna yeah. you know get the appropriate amount of protection now. But yeah, maybe yeah, Gur- for me, it's like Gurley, Ajay, Murray, and it's not. I'm not. It's not like a big concern. It's just yeah, if I, I had mean, to pick somebody, that's yeah, it's gonna be. I, I guess I would too. And you're you're right when you're looking at the top twenty, uh, all of them are. Most of these guys have done it year after year, so you're kind of either trying to predict the edge, mm-hmm. you know, over the cliff, if you will, um, or you're trying to predict injury. Which yep. let's not pretend that we can predict injury. So it's a tough one. Yep. I guess the only other one, you know, you know, maybe you predict that Lashawn McCoy finally has a, a yeah. fall off, but I don't know. That's very difficult. If you um, if you I, went twenty I, through thirty, I'm gonna say. Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller. Those, right, those exactly. Two, those it, it actually becomes, it becomes could bust, very but. much more dicey yeah. once you go a little further down. But in the top twenty, I I would completely follow you. I think I think it would be Gurley because we've seen what can happen already. Ajayi because we've seen one year of it, and then Demarco Murray because he has someone behind him that can kind of take over yep. the reins if he struggles. Yep. I don't see any one of those happening necessarily, but yeah. I think that's – I'm not worried about any of those top 20 guys. So, Mm-mm. All right, we got some more questions from Chris P. He asks, Jacquez Rogers and Terrence West, either of these guys worth a very late draft pick since Doug Martin and Kenneth Dixon are suspended? And I say yes. I was going to say, I know you have uh, <laughs> thoughts on these guys. We've I, talked about them before, yeah. so go ahead. I, I really think Jacquez Rogers, those first three weeks, 
He's gonna he's gonna be really good, I believe. I think he's gonna get the majority of the work. Like look look what happened when they thought they're just gonna run him into the ground. They got thirty carries a game for him. Charles Sims is there. Is eh, I don't I don't he doesn't I don't see much from him. It just I don't think there's gonna be much there. They're gonna run Rodgers into the ground those first three games. So you can use him those first three. But if you're getting him very late, why not? I, I there's no no risk for me to get that. Terrence West. I'm not sure that Kenneth Dixon will even take over for Terrence West when he comes back. I mean, everyone seems to think that's going to happen. But again, what has Dixon really shown us? It's hard to predict that Terrence West was just very solid last year. And where he's going in these ranks, it's absolutely zero risk to draft him. You get him basically the, your last position player before you get kicker in defense. And what, what's the risk? There's literally, there is zero risk to drafting either of these guys. And I don't see why not. I mean, you could definitely use them right away, especially those first three weeks. They can be your flex. And you can do well. So I'm, I have no problem. I'd really like those guys late. Yeah, I like him too. I think Terrence West has much more upside because I think he could play the entire year. Yeah, I agree and, with that. Yeah, yeah. once and Doug Martin, Jack yeah. Rogers will lose his position if Doug yeah. Martin comes back healthy. Um, you know, yep. off of suspension and stays healthy, I should say. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with Craig. I think that's great, and especially Terrence West that late, you might as well take a, a risk on a number yeah. one running back. Yeah, and if he doesn't work out at all, just release him and yeah. find the next or guy. Or as you it's said, no take deal. a no risk on a yeah, number one running back. Not, and Chris P. has another question for us. Martavis Bryant, is he going to be the man this year with his return? Potential sleeper? For me, he's not even a sleeper anymore. He's it just he's everyone, What's going to happen with Bryant, I feel like, is he's going to go way higher than somebody that hasn't played in a year should go. But I can see why. He has all the talent in the world. I just don't want to... I, players like Bryant, I don't usually pick up. I usually try to be much more conservative with who I go after. So it really depends on how far he drops. I'm not reaching for him. I liked in our draft, our mock we did, he was our fourth receiver. Yeah, I love that. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. It, it depends on where you're at. Some people will fall in love with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big supporter of him. I think if you have him on your team, he is going to be dynamic. He, he will win you some weeks. I think he's that type of player. I think... He's the type of guy that he might have a few down weeks where he has 40 yards and that's it. He's going to have a, a couple of weeks where he has two to three touchdowns. Yep. There's no doubt about it, and you, you're not going to draft him as probably a one or a two. I would hope not. If you're getting – yeah, if I'd be really worried if you're easier than a two. But if you, as, a, as a three, I'm okay with it. And there's going to be leagues, obviously, where you can get him as a four. Yeah. And then, then, oh, that's that's perfect. And, and depending on my who I, I already have, I might take a risk and take him as high as a, a back-end wide receiver, too. Yeah. Because if he works out, I'm golden. And if he yep. doesn't, I can find someone new to take him his place because it's wide receiver. And right now, consensus-wise, he's 35th. So 10-team leagues, that's oh, a fourth receiver. 12-team leagues, that's very back-end wide receiver three. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking completely that, okay I'm with taking that. I'm taking that all day. Yes, I, I absolutely. definitely like that. Absolutely pick him up. I, I, I love that guy's upside. Yep. All right. I don't like usernames. Ask us. Will Todd Gurley turn it around? We talked about it just a minute ago a little bit. Um. I mean, yeah, he's my number one, I guess, bust potential top twenty, but I really don't see that happening. And I see, I see an increase. I think he'll he won't turn it around. I believe to what we saw his rookie year, but he's going to, I think, be a little bit better. He's still going to be solid enough. He's getting drafted now, finally at a position at a spot where, if he's not, you know, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, that's fine. You don't need him to be. And yeah, he's the 10th running back right now, kind of off the board, so he still could be a running back one, but there's going to be a lot of people that get him as your second, and that's a great second. He's going to be a consistent 
player, I believe. At least he's going to get you eight points a game. I think that. But I, I see a slight increase. I think his yards per carry will go up a little bit. He'll get a couple more touchdowns. Maybe not, you know, top end right away. But I don't see him. I don't see a downfall. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about where he's being drafted right now. I don't think he's going to be a bust last year because he's not being drafted as a top five guy. Just like you said, the, the thing. It does worry me. I don't like you said. I, I don't think we're going to see him return to form of his rookie year because the team around him is still a big giant pile of crap. But pretty much, I mean, the thing about last year is he, he didn't have one game with a hundred plus yards rushing. Yeah, I mean, he just had no big runs. He was trying to grind it out the entire time. That offensive line was in shambles. That whole the passing offense couldn't do anything. Um, it will be a little bit better here. He still had six touchdowns, almost 900 yards rushing, and that was on a crappy year. So even if he yeah. bounces back a little bit, you can look at you know a, a, a thousand yards with eight touchdowns, and then another 300 in receiving. So yeah. uh, you know that's perfectly in line with a running back too. And you do have the upside of maybe that team is a little bit better than even I believe, and then he returns to that you know rookie year, and you get three games on top of all the yards he put up that year. Yeah, and new coaching staff, new everything. You don't yeah. really know what's going to be, but I, I think he's I think he's going to turn it around. Yeah, I think he's finally safe for where you're drafting yeah. him. So, all right, we got a couple questions here. We'll kind of combine here. They're kind of similar. Zpod four asks us, would you consider going a three running back approach? And then Fantasy Zombie seventeen asks, how seriously should I consider a zero wide receiver approach, given the depth depth at the position? And so basically, what three running backs? You kind of going with the running back at the flex spot and. Zero wide receiver, you basically draft three running backs to start off the draft. And I'm completely okay with both. I, I think I'm going running back three. Because we've talked about this. Wide receiver is so deep. Martavis Bryant, we just got 35th ranked receiver. Like, there's a lot of potential down there. And it worked out when we, we kind of we held off on wide receiver in our mock, and it worked pretty well. So I am I would like to draft three running backs first three rounds. I think... If you can get three starting running backs, you're going to put yourself in a much better situation than anybody else. You're not going to have to fight those committees if you can do that. So that's where I'm, I'm definitely considering just waiting on receiver unless you get, you know, one of the very top four. But after that, they're all the same to me. Yeah. Like we've talked about it a lot, but absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. And I've always been a huge advocate to be running back. Uh, you know, solidify that if not running back heavy. Um, and you're right. In the past couple of years, it was beneficial to go, you know, wide receiver heavy and just kind of load up there and then find out who you can get. Um, but as as there's such a tier system now yeah. in the running backs, if you don't have one of those top guys, you're going to be outmatched in that position, and that's where the danger comes yeah. in. So absolutely, I, I think you go. I think at least you would go. Yeah two top running backs, and then you start getting wide receiver, and then you can fill in with yeah. a couple different running backs that you're not positive of that you can kind of bet on. I mean, so mm-hmm. if you get two more guys or three, probably, um, you just need one to work out, and then you'll be yeah. you'll be fine. But, like, especially in a snake draft, don't – still, don't go into the draft with that, like, okay, I have to get running back, running back, running back. If somebody falls to you that shouldn't be there that is much more talented, pick them up at wide receiver. If some – I don't know – one of those top receivers somehow falls to you in the second and you're thinking, oh, I should get a running back here. That's what I want. No, I think you get the most talented player at that spot. So I'm, yeah, don't pass up a guy who you clearly think's better just to keep with a strategy. I think you just, your strategy should always be the best player you could possibly get. 
That's what I'm looking at. Like, he's in well, the second round. If we say that, but the same at the same I, I time, that's say, not what we did. <laughs> no, it really. No, it depends. Like, I think we did in a way. Like, well, we got McCoy. Remember, because it, it. I think McCoy was better than those wide receivers. I still think like you need a top running back. I'm saying first round, yes. Second okay. round, oh, I got you. I'm saying okay. the second round. I don't think there's a running back good enough in the second round to make you pass up Des Bryant. Okay, one you know of the I mean? top like, seven wide receivers. Yeah, something like that. Let's say, yeah, let's say Des drops in the middle of the second round. You're sitting there. Are you going to draft? Let's see, Des over. I mean, let's see here, Des over Fournette. You still going to go Fournette? You're going to go Des. Stick to your running back strategy and get Fournette. That could, this could be uh, yeah, this could, could be back into the second. Th- yeah, this is kind of a 50-50 with me right really? now. I yep. would right now I'd probably go Fournette though. Not even See, gonna lie. I'm, I'm going to go Des here. Yeah. I'm not sold yet. I, on I probably Fournette. would do that because it is so deep. So yeah, I, I would go. I would go that running back situation. Yeah, I mean, I can, but then again, if it was if it wasn't Fournette, if you say you go one more down, let's say if Jordan, it was Lamar Miller, yeah, then let, yeah, I'd take Des all day. Yeah, let's say, yeah, and let's say the running backs really went heavy there, and Jordy Nelson's there. Or you could get Jordy Nelson, or you can get Gurley. I'm going Jordy Nelson yet. I think I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm. I think Jordy's more of a sure thing than Gurley. So I'm gonna go Jordy there. Like there's such situations. I think I'm going receiver. It just really depends on gotcha. which the player is and how so, that running back lock in first round and then second round first round situational. For sure. I believe. Yeah, I really think and that'll dictate three and four. Yeah, and again, but that also the, still you say that, but running back wise, if Johnson Bell, Elliott, McCoy. Are there for sure? Gordon, most likely, but I'm not picking Gordon over Antonio Brown. I don't believe. Can you? Can you are that's you? Getting, that's t- the nah, thing. That's a you're tough si- one. You're si- you're Antonio at, Brown, yeah, right. Like that's where I'm looking. You can't be like a hundred percent dead set on it. Yeah, if McCoy, or Gordon's the top running back on the board, and Antonio, like let's say, yeah, the first four they went, the top three running backs, and then McCoy went four. Yeah, I, th- I mean, what do you do there? And then. Let's say, you know, then somebody picks Antonio Brown, but then let's say Gordon goes, then Howard goes. You're sitting there, there's Beckham and Evans. Are you going to pick Beckham and Evans, or are you going to go DeMarco Murray, Devontae Freeman? In that situation, see, I would go, obviously, Beckham. Or, you see, that's yeah. what, you can't be like 100% dead set on it. Yeah, I think you, I still might go Gordon over Antonio Brown in that situation. Yeah. I might kick myself later. I, I think I'm but going Because Brown. I'd be so scared but not getting the, yeah, one of those Exactly, that is, the pro, that is where the issue comes in. I mean, if you don't get one of those, then all of a sudden in the second round. Then second round, you have you're, to get Yeah, and back. you're handcuffed. That is where the issue comes in. You would have in. to pass up on other guys. Yeah, it makes it's it, it's interesting. At least if you're further down, if you're like that. If you're like the eighth pick and you're sitting there deciding on Evans or, I don't know, Jay Ajayi. Right. You know, DeMarco Murray, you might go Evans and then he's on the back. You can right, come you back can, and you'll you get, get one of those, yeah. You know, that's, it's, 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 it's really, you kind of got to read your league, too, and you have an idea of who these players, who do you think that guy's going to get? But it's a very interesting question because obviously we always like auction more. Yeah. So in, Auction, when, I'm targeting running back, running back, running back. I was going to say, when, if it's not Snake, you're, I'm targeting you only have so much backs. money. Yep. How much money would you be willing to spend on your, say, your uh, top two running backs? I mean, I'm going. This is an interesting question. I'm going well over. I'm going over a hundred combined on two running backs for sure. How much would you pay to get one of those top three running backs out of a two hundred dollar auction budget? Honestly, if I can get one of those three and lock them down, I'm spending at least seventy. I've just, I've, I never would have said that like two years ago, but the more and more I see it, and how how much. They can change your team and just you have a set 15 to 20 points. I think you need that guy. There's yeah. enough other guys you can find on your team and you can make enough waiver wire moves. 
I would go that high. I know it seems, sometimes it seems crazy, but honestly, and I thought people were just idiots a couple years ago. I remember in a draft I saw Peterson went for like 70. I just thought, okay, that's why would you do that? I can see it now. And I think there's enough value around because you can go dollar quarterback, dollar tight end, get one decent receiver, and then you, there's some value down there. So yeah. I mean, I'm just, spending a lot. So, yeah, so it makes sense. So if on one running back you would spend a third of your budget. I would. It does show how important that is. And I'd spend like 40 on the second running back. And yeah, I, know, right? I really would and if it's a good enough player. I'd, Which is crazy. You'd spend over your budget, over half your budget I would. on I honestly two running would. backs. I just feel it. I feel confident and, and enough. And I completely agree with you. I just, yeah, I feel confident enough in the wide receivers down further that their value will be low enough and there's going to be enough players there that will be good. And I, I just feel like you need those top running. If you can get, if you can secure two top five running backs, I think you're you're set two top ten running backs. Still, that's really good. Yeah, I, I don't think you. I don't, I don't think you can afford two top five running it's backs. It's possible. I guess so. I mean, maybe when I say it's it's <laughs> depends on man, that depends be, on a league and the keeper situation, all that stuff. Yeah, you could do it. I it's, couldn't imagine could the, do it. the chunk of budget that would hey, be gone though. I almost think it could be worth it. That's the, <laughs> that. It's crazy, but maybe it is. All right, we got a couple more questions here. Crispy asks, which defenses should we look for? Streaming defenses this season, the route to go. Honestly, at this point, I don't. I don't have a defense I'm targeting because I feel like it's happened in the past where you think, okay, Seattle's going to be for sure the top thing. And they're fine, but they're not. Somebody else steps up every time. I think after like a week or two, you'll know there'll be some team that, you know, steps up and is, their defense looks amazing. They're doing everything. You can pick them up at that point. I'm not going to target a defense. If maybe in an auction, throw a guy, throw one of the top defenses you like for a dollar. If someone outbids you, sure, take them. In a, but in a snake draft, I'm just going to wait until probably the 14th round or fifth, whatever the yeah. end of the round I'm, is. I might go one round early and just and I'm, see. Yeah, there's just nobody. Honestly, I'm targeting enough. I'd like to. It changes so much year to year. You don't really know who's going to be with the defenses. Top. You stream all day. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. it's very true. Every year there's different ones, and you could. I mean, and, if you go ahead, you could get someone well, that you know is going to be at least decent yeah. for the first three weeks, right? Well, in stream, I like I do stream often, but if you can find somebody then in the first couple weeks that is just working out, then don't worry about streaming. Just pick stick with one, but. I I've, I usually stream defenses. It seems to work out all right. You can find enough good matchups. Once the season gets a few weeks in, you know which teams are terrible. Yeah, and and generally, most defenses and you know there's usually one or two that are probably safe to play all the time. But even with those guys, there's always teams that they're going to come up against that you're not going to want to play them. That there's yeah. a better play off the waiver wire. So to you know pay more than you have to for a, a defense is you know. Usually, usually foolish. Yep. All right. One final question from Raider ACS. How do you get coworkers to join your fantasy league? Jeff, do you have any tips? <laughs> um, just no. I, I really know. It's a tough I, thing. I, isn't say, it? I wish I, I wish I had something fun to tell you, but no. I mean, if you know that they're into fantasy <laughs> football, you know that's an easy conversation to have. Uh, you can make it. Yep. You know, I'll just try to make it as fun as possible. Maybe have a. Uh, Said that there's going to be a you know a work league trophy or yeah, you know like something that. like that, but it is difficult sometimes to find enough people for a league. I mean, we've had that those issues trying to find enough people, but I don't know. You just find somebody who likes football and get them into it somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you need to try to get a small amount of people. Get you know if you can get yep. one or two more guys to with you and then start talking about it. Usually, people will want to do it with yeah, you. You can find it's eight fun. people even in. Eight teams aren't yeah. ideal, but if you can get a little league like that going. Yeah, and then you can fill in with uh, the rookie guys and, and break them into fantasy football. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's it for the mailbag show. We'll be back next week with some more shows. We'll talk about our undervalued players. Go over all that. In the meantime, make sure to check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit, Fantasy Football Profit on Instagram. And get those reviews in for our review contest. Check out the show notes for more information about that. And we'll talk to you guys next time.